This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR in Kilkenny for Come On Kind for episode number 13 of season three. We have a lot to get through tonight, um, including a small little review of last weekend's Leinster Championship game where we saw Mount Leinster Rangers taking on Maynooth in the Junior A quarter final in that one. We'll be previewing Thomas Town's uh, semi-final in the Leinster Championship against St. Vincent's, our Nave Inchon in Dublin. Uh, That game is away, of course, in Dublin on Saturday. We will also be getting to our team of the year and the nominations this year for us. We will also be chatting to one of those sponsors of the Come On Kind team of the year later on as well. And plenty more to get through, including the CCAO League semi-finals and relegation finals that is going to be coming up in the National League in the next couple of uh weeks I'd say even next week by the looks of some things and as usual I am joined in studio by the wonderful and my co-host and analyst on most match days Anya Fahey good evening Anya good evening Martin how are you I am great thank you very much oh, yourself so fantastic <laughs> says she you've been busy enough now I can tell you with the last uh, yeah. couple of weeks uh, along with all of the rest of our spies and everyone going through all of the nominations and picking and criteria for mm-hmm. the team of the year which we will get to later on but first of all we did have uh, Derek Deegan the Mount Leinster Rangers manager on last week previewing their upcoming quarter final game against Maynooth which was happening last Saturday and unfortunately for Derek and the team in Mount Leinster Rangers they came up against a very experienced and a very good uh, Maynooth side on the day and things didn't really go to plan for Mount Leinster Rangers but Anya we were just discussing this off air as well I mean it has been a fabulous achievement to win your county final for the first one in 21 years to come back to the club partaking in a Leinster Championship and albeit that the result didn't go their way and it was a heavy enough defeat for the poor Mount Leinster Rangers girls but they can be very proud of their achievements. Yeah, it certainly can. And I suppose like when you look at it, just what you said there, winning your first county final in over 20 years, you know, everything after that was obviously going to be a plus. And, you know, I'm sure it was obviously new territory, but look at the experience that they're after gaining and playing in a Leinster Championship. And, you know, they can be very proud that they represent their club, represent their county. Um, Maynooth was always going to be a tough task for them. They would be a very strong team, a very strong household name as well there too. So I think, you know, for, for the Carlo side, they can certainly be very very, very proud of what they've achieved and obviously they're going to be disappointed but at the end of the day they have a county title in the bag and I think you know that's going to be the main thing for them and as I said you know everything after that was going to be a bonus so you know hold their heads up high and go again. They certainly are. Um, I mean, fair play to them and they can always uh, get ready now um, and that for next year. But the Carlo Clubs um, in particular, I mean, Michel is still in their semi-final, which we'll be previewing next week um, because they're at the same weekend as James Stevens. The two intermediate semi-finals are taking place on the weekend of the 19th. But yeah, the junior quarterfinals uh, did take place. Um, we have no result in for the uh, St. Sinchels. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
um, from oh, oh sorry I do I see it here it was actually conceded uh, by the Meath second division and I think that uh, final above a Meath wasn't actually played because the team that was supposed to be the two teams involved in the county final one of the teams unfortunately their manager actually uh, passed away at okay. the uh, final um, and that hasn't been played there yet so um yeah, that, that game was conceded by uh, the, the Meath uh, second team um, in the intermediate grade there. So uh, Minute and uh, St. Chinsels of Offaly uh, will go forward into the intermediate championship uh, semi-finals. Um, and I, the draw for that, uh, or that was actually the junior semi-finals, I should say. Um, so yeah, we're waiting then for next week to preview the intermediate competitions because that is taking place, as I said, on the weekend of the 19th. But we have two very important games coming up this weekend. One of them, of course, involves Thomastown because that is the first of the senior semi-finals and they are going to be taking on St. Vincent's of Dublin. And in the other semi-final, which is the first time we've had in a long time a senior semi-final because normally it was three teams that was graded, Wexford, Kilkenny and Dublin and one of the three counties every three years got a boy into the final like Dixborough did last year. But that's not the case now as the Offaly champions are now taking part in the senior competition. So Burr in Offaly will take on the 2021 All-Ireland champions Euler to the Ballock from Wexford and they are going to be the two semi-finals I suppose we'll start with Burr and Eulert, um in their semi-final that's taking place on Sunday in Burr um, it's going to be a tough one for Burr because Eulert while I don't think Ursula Jacob is back playing for the Owlert team yet. They're still going very, very well. Albeit that it was put up to them in the county final in Wexford this year. They still managed to come away with it. And they are going for another semi-final. We saw them play against Dixborough last year in the Leinster final. Yeah, and you know what? Owlert's Ballard are just such an impressive team. I felt kind of for a couple of years nearly they had, you know, kind of got away and they really started to regroup and St. Martin's, uh, St. Martin's started to dominate down in Wexford. But then, like, when you have the likes of Mary Lacey, Una Lacey, Karen Atkinson, Ursula Jacob, all these girls that are still such powerhouses for their clubs and, you know, just keep going and constantly are, like, you know, giving, like absolute tremendous displays and performances for themselves and doing it for their club and then like they have this backbone of like a really good youth coming through as well you can see kind of why the likes of these girls are after kind of staying staying as long as they can and of course then you have the two Kyo sisters who have just been phenomenal phenomenal for Wexford over the last couple of years but been absolutely phenomenal for our Art Bala like how many players at the matches have these girls won between in county finals Leinster finals and all Ireland finals you know it's been God just, only knows it's I been mean, exceptional it's been brilliant like and they're on the road a long long time and they just seem to be getting more eager they're more hungry and they just wanted more and I think they're enjoying it even more and more I think really like you know home advantage for Burr it's going to be a massive thing but like be under no illusions I think our Atabala are probably still the team to beat really at this moment in time you know they've carried on such great form the last two two seasons I suppose the question well, I mean, really they were is back to back again? yeah they were yeah. in back to back all Ireland finals I mean we see what happened in the, the Leinster final Dixborough were so unlucky for mm. long periods of time really put it up to them we know that that was after a couple of weeks because they won the All-Ireland in Nolan Park a few weeks before yeah. the Leinster final they then progressed all the way to the final they bet 
Um, Sarsfields at Galway in the final in Nolan Park for yeah. the 2021 final. They met again in Crow Park for the 2022 final mm-hmm. and Sarsfields came away with victory uh, that day as well. So, I mean, the experience that all of those girls have playing in Leinster finals and in uh, All-Ireland semi-finals and All-Ireland finals as well, like, it's going to be a really tough day at the office for Bor, but... As you say, St. Brendan's Park is mm-hmm. a fortress for Offaly teams as we've known down yeah. through the years going up to play them up there. And that can be a huge benefit going in against the former All-Ireland champions. Yeah, I think so. I suppose, listen, if you're to kind of look at it, it would be a very, very mammoth task for Burr to have to travel down to Owlart Ballad to play them. But I think, you know, you know, if you if you need to take kind of every bit of good luck your way and if you need to kind of take every advantage of it, I suppose getting home venue is going to be a massive advantage. Aulard de Palais do though they travel in their hundreds oh, they to do. these they matches. Have a great crowd. They really do. They've been following their camogie and their hurlers for in like in their packs for years. Like because they're so used to like a winning habit. Like for how many years have we seen Aulard de Palais on top of the game? Like you know these girls were playing against. You know when we talk about you know the Freshford teams that won the three All Ireland club titles in a row, it was always a Freshford Aulard de Palais like mm-hmm. Ding Dong in a Leinster final, Leinster semi final. They had a bit of a lull there in between they because St Martin's. Martin's yeah. I think the last time Thomastown actually won the final, they bet. St. Martins I think it was in actually uh, Dr. Colin Park as it was in the mm-hmm. time if memory serves me right so they really have come back with a blend of youthfulness that has come up with the last number of years but you still have the experience there sure you have Kira Story is there mm-hmm. you still have Owen Lacey playing in the forwards yeah. you said it before you take the Kyo's out of it you have an Acorn yeah. who was probably one of the best minor players of our time yeah. that was going around so I mean you know they have really strong players there yeah they do and you know an awful lot of them have have done the the purple and gold jersey as well for Wexford and I suppose that's going to be an awful lot of experience there when you look at it Aideen Brennan like will we ever forget that point she scored in in Crow Park the year Wexford won the junior All-Ireland final you know she's going to be there as the backbone for that team for that team as well like you know I suppose obviously Ursula has stepped away she has retired from you know club duties and you know she's recently well, we don't know if she has retired she her retirement did last she year. announce the yeah, retirement she announced her retirement last year she has had her baby you know so congratulations to Ursula and Brendan on that as well but I'm sure she's definitely going to be I there didn't think Ursula would ever I knew like when the baby was coming along that she wasn't going I mean she was still playing when the baby was coming like so I mean mm. talk about a tough woman there's no more like her but um, yeah. I, I don't think retirement will be on the cards completely there I can see <laughs> Ursula Jacob coming back in an owl at the Ballock jersey at some stage uh, as soon as the baby starts getting uh, bigger as well but um, yeah look it's it's going to be a tough battle for Bor talking yeah. about tough battles though as well I mean Thomastown uh, it's a while since they have been in mm-hmm. uh, a Leinster semi-final and they are going to be playing St. Vincent's of Dublin the reigning Dublin champions I think there's back-to-back uh, finals that they won mm-hmm. in Dublin and there's a bit of Kilkenny background there as well because Taggy Fogarty is in as one of the coaches with uh, St. Vincent's in Dublin that adds a little bit of spice to it. So how do you see this one going for the Thomastown team? Yeah, do you know what? Like, I think this is certainly, I think, you know, out of both of the games that we're going to, you know, be looking forward to this weekend, I definitely think the Thomastown-St. Vincent's match is probably going to be the one that's going to be the most exciting, I feel. Um, I think for Thomastown, you know, like, they were just really looking at the county final and even at that, like, they were just taking it one game at a time. And, you know, you even saw by the elation on their faces after that county final, that one was probably the best one that the a lot that of they them had in a while, won. Like yeah. They really did. They cherished it more than anything. And I really think, and I know behind them, I know we were talking to Jenny Reddy after it and she was kind of saying like, you know, they didn't even think about, you know, the next game after that. 
But I think deep down, I think Thomastown know that they're good enough to push it all the way in Leinster and they're good enough to come up against the teams at All-Ireland Series as well. I think they'll be quietly confident going into this game and I think a lot of that will have been brought on the fact that they have got the county final. They got that monkey nearly off their back and winning the county final against Dixborough and I think, you know, the, you know some of the older girls they're really really enjoying it there's no pressure really on them like to be fair a lot of the pressure is on St Vincent's yeah. you know they're winning they're constantly winning in Dublin but they don't be able to seem to replicate that when it comes to Leinster and they're no, I mean, they came up against Ellert last year in the semi final yeah, like they're probably looking at this as, as a massive opportunity they're probably saying like well you know Dixborough you know are a great team or whatever the case maybe Thompson have beaten them you know this is this could be an opportunity I would say and let's and let's be fair and this is absolutely no disrespect to Thomastown but I think all the teams that are playing in the Leinster Senior Championship were kind of hoping to avo- to avoid Aulart Bala in it and St. Vincent they're probably looking at this as an opportunity but I just think the that's way a great Thomas way though going, for Thomastown because brilliant. I mean let's be fair mm-hmm. we didn't give him a chance when it came no. to the Senior Championship because the way Dixborough were playing everyone had Dixborough going through to another potential Leinster final yeah. Thomastown come along wiped the floor mm. with every one of us and were deserved winners on the day but you can see that there's a hunger there in Thomastown this year yeah. that I haven't seen in a Thomastown team in a long time yeah. and I think that hunger will certainly drive them on for this Leinster campaign and you know what it is like I think I think there's something in Thomastown this year like they're playing like a team that's nearly mad to get to Crow Park as a club team Yeah, and I think that's very worrying that's very worrying signs at the moment for other teams that are still in the competition you know they're well I know you're not going, going to mention it. it and they are but mm. I mean there's probably uh I suppose a, a bit of work or a, a bit of unfinished business yeah. um, that's going back there from the last time because I know they played in the All Ireland semi final against I think it was Schlock Neil if my yeah. memory serves me mm-hmm. right went to extra time yeah. they lost out by a point, point. yeah one solitary mm. point like I mean that hurt is still there from that All Ireland semi final loss if they can get over the line on Saturday I mean they have the players yeah we know that they travel well you know they're not going to be too exhausted after a game the next mm. one is going to be the weekend of the 26th 27th in the Leinster final yeah. um, against whoever it's going to be I mean they have a really really strong chance this year Yeah I think so and you know what else I feel like has certainly helped Thomastown this year I think you know the fact that they've really only had one player involved in the senior inter-county squad I think they've only had two players maybe involved in the intermediate county squad compared to other years where they could have you know five or six players involved yeah. nearly in squads I think that's nearly after benefit in Thomastown this year more so than anything it gave them nearly a chance to regroup and kind of you know become more of a closer unit because they're all training together and I think that's what certainly after helping them big time this year and you're right it, there is a kind of a sense that there is unfinished business there like they kind of feel like not that not, I'm not saying like this is the last last gasp opportunity but it feels like they're playing with something in their in their mind that's kind of saying like this is my last chance I'm going for it I'm going hell for leather on it there's you know a lot of rumblings going around there's a couple of girls going travelling and whatever the case may be over the next couple of weeks so I think Thomastown are certainly going to be wanting to make a stamp on it this weekend and I think that they'll go in quietly confident but I also think that they're not going to take absolutely anything for granted. They're going to go out, they're going to be fierce going out. We've seen the way they started the county final and the way they started the county semi-final. And I think 
that's where they're going to hit. I think that's where they're going to hit St. Vincent's hard. If they start off like they did in the first couple of minutes, like they did in the semi-final, the final, I think St. Vincent's are going to be in big bother. As I did say, there is a Kilkenny connection mm-hmm. with St. Vincent's in Dublin with Taggy Fogarty in there as a coach as well. Brings a, an extra dimension to it. Um, I suppose the fact that maybe he mightn't have seen too many of the Camogie games itself, the Thomastown might be a bit of an unknown entity to him, but still, like, I mean, when you have that kind of experience um, involved, it's an awful pity we haven't got it in our own county. But anyway, say Levine, uh, does it make much of a, a difference with Taggy being on the opposition playing a Kilkenny team? I don't think it's going to be much of I don't think the Thomastown girls are really going to be too phased by it but I definitely think for St Vincent it's, it's going to be a massive massive addition to them I think you know just his experience alone coming in there like you know he's been there he's done it all he's won player of the matches in all Ireland finals he's got his all stars you know he's trained under the greatest manager hurling manager of nearly all time in Brian Cody and I think that's something that the St Vincent girls are really really going to buy into and I think you know that's you know he's going to use his experience in, in that way to kind of you know, make sure he can get this team over the line. You know, looking at St. Vincent's, you know, they're going to be heavily stacked and going to have to, you know, probably be very much dependent on Ashling Marr. She, you know, may start a full forward. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that's going to be a battle and a half between herself and Sally Teen. Or does she actually move out to the centre forward position where, you know, I think if she does move out the field, I think that's where she could cause a little bit more trouble. So I don't expect her to stay, to stay too much inside in that full forward line. On the other side, then you have Myron Kelleher, who's also an, another Dublin inter-county player. As far as I'm aware, Myron played full back for Dublin this year because I remember herself and Mary Ann Walsh going absolutely hell for leather in the Leinster final um, over in Port Leash, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, in Port Leash. But like she's down at number 15. I'm just looking at the programme from their county final. Uh, she's down there as corner forward for. Um, for Dublin and then you have obviously got you've got Ava Lamb there you've got a really good couple of girls there that would have you would have worn the Dublin County colours but also like this squad has been around a long long time like you'll even look at their bench you've got Alison Maguire there like I remember playing against that girl when she was in UCD and she was a phenomenal player she was a great player as well for Dublin so Dublin have uh, this, this Dublin squad have all the experience really going and you know I think that they're definitely going to be looking at this as having as this could be a massive opportunity for them to get to a Leinster final Yeah well well, it certainly can be. And the details of that, of course, is it's the Leinster AIB Senior Club Championship semi-final game between St. Vincent's of Dublin and Thomastown of Kilkenny. It is being played in St. Vincent's in Dublin at uh, half past one. Um, I think it is on I just look on there's no time on the game but yeah it is half past one on Saturday it is an all ticket affair as is all of the Leinster games so if you're thinking about travelling to Dublin just go on to the Leinster Camogie uh, social media pages or you'll find it on the Kilkenny uh Camogie page as well because I know it was shared there earlier on today and you will find the link for the tickets to go to that game and as far as I know they're only €10 to get into it for adults so it's great value and we wish Thomastown uh, and Jer and all the team there the very best of luck um, for the weekend's game and we will be there in some capacity following them on Saturday as well to see how they progress and then obviously as I said James Stevens uh, will be out the following weekend which we will be previewing viewing next weekend. It was also a busy front for a couple of our girls when it came to LGFA yeah. uh, games at the weekend and I mean Muckley ladies what an unbelievable game I mean 
nobody gave them a chance they were getting well bet at half time they come out and they pull a performance out in the second half and win their semi-final um, after extra time I know Katie Nolan is there and Adele Coonan is there and Carly's Comfort is there a couple of our Camogie girls and many other uh, girls are playing for it as well but they're now going to play in the Leinster final this weekend against O'Dwyer's of uh, Bolton Glass am I right in saying that it is Bolton Glass Wicklow yeah um, or Dublin could be depending on why, where you come from in that but yeah a great uh, achievement for our girls and to keep them fit over the winter yeah it certainly was and I think you know definitely for St Martin's Mokali you can see that the football has definitely made them a, l- a lot more physical when it comes to the Gamogi and I really think there's, they're starting starting to enjoy it and it's kind of after coming nearly out of nowhere and you know every game after every game you know that they're going to play and that they're going to win it kind of like you know Thomastown and the Camogie like it's it's a they're going to gain in confidence and I think you know it's it's really really good for them and it's brilliant to see them being able to you know do another sport and kind of give their commitment and their time to that as well and you know I've played football as well like, and I must say like thoroughly enjoyed it and it does it gives you a completely different fitness aspect as well Like, and I'm sure that's why the girls are kind of keeping them but you know they really do enjoy it as well and it's great to see so many of the community girls getting involved as well it's brilliant it absolutely is. brilliant I must push this fella it is and it's also great to see that uh, one of our sponsors for the Come On Kind team of the year is a wine gap man and he's on the line waiting to come on with us shortly but also there's two wine gap girls playing am I right in saying with Mullen Hone? Yep. This time, mm-hmm. yeah, good man. You got that right at least for once in your life, Martin. Uh, they were playing in the intermediate monster final, and a fantastic victory for the two girls um, in that final as well. So Michaela Keneally and Denise Gall uh, moving along very nicely with the Mullen home team, mm-hmm. um, and I think that now puts them into the All Ireland semi final, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, All Ireland semi final, and like you're looking at this Mullen home team, like they would have, you know, they'd have only won the junior last year. They went on then and they won the junior monster final and they completed in the Junior All-Ireland last year and then they came up to Intermediate and Tipperary this year. Now granted, I think there is, there's not that many teams at Intermediate but still, they took the step up, they got there, they won the county final, then they go on and win a Munster final. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant to see um, from the happening and it's great to see both Denise and Michaela but there's also a couple of other wine gap girls involved in it as well so you know, great to see them spreading their talent into the into our near neighbours in the prairie. <laughs> exactly. Well, we, won a we'll, we'll, final we'll leave, we'll leave them alone but we're certainly not going to put them in there permanently. No. Uh, that's for sure. But one man knows all about the two women and more of them that plays uh, with Mullen of course is Michael Saunders and Michael is a staunch uh, wine Gap man, and he is from Michael Saunders Electrical, who is the sponsor of our junior Come On Kind team of the year. And if I push this button here, I should have Michael Saunders on the line. Good evening, Michael. Very well now, and yourself, and thank you very much for joining us here on Come On Kind. Um, As we said, you are the new sponsor of the junior competition, but we were just mentioning about the girls and their football exploits uh, over in Mullinahone there, so it's great for yourselves to have the, the girls involved in the big ball as well. Oh, it is, yeah, sure. There's five girls there, Michaela, Denise, and Molly Welsh, Denise Foley, so... As you, as as I was saying, there keeps them fit for for the Camogie for next year. With all that, it's great. Listen, with the whole, they're a good good football club there. So, no, they're going well. They're going well. No, so, so they want to keep it going now for the next couple of matches. But they're they're happy enough to be there going. Exactly. No, well, not only are they bringing all Ireland Camogie medals into it, it could be the case that they would have a football medal coming back to Wine yeah. Gap shortly. 
that's right, that's right. Yeah. I, know, I find that the football is good for the camogie too, like, you know, for tackling and all that. Like, and yeah, your work rate has to be, has to be tough, has to be, and football, you have to be a bit stronger for work rate, you know what I mean? You have to get filthy in tough with each other, at least together, so it keeps them tight. So it's good for the camogie, like, so... It's good for both clubs, you know, so it keeps, it keeps them going. It certainly is. Well, I suppose getting back to our own here with the Come On Kind team of the year, and as I said earlier, you are the sponsor of our new junior team of the year as well. So I suppose, first of all, you are in the electrical business. Tell us a small bit about the business. Yeah, I know. Listen, it's great when you have to, I don't have a car, I suppose. It's a way to give recognition to the girls at the end of the year, you know, so I don't, this is just great. This is a small thing, but it's it helps, it helps the girls. But yeah, no, I'm out in the old phone since 2000 and uh, like, I do a variety of work between domestic, commercial and agriculture and maintenance. You know? So well, we're, we're, we're busy enough at the moment. This, um, I suppose we're trying to save, save money on electricity. People are outpriced and trying to change fittings and hotels are trying to cut down the prices on lighting and heating. So it's not on effect. It helps us, but I know it's hard on other people. Like the bills are getting getting bigger every, every month like so but no this is where we're we're, we're kept going we're, we're busy enough and I have a big concern and we have a small, small concern but I suppose we aim to do good work and we're not going to bad at the moment we're, we're, we're kept busy for the future well, that's good to know, I suppose. I don't know exactly know what way yourselves was affected by COVID, but like many, you are probably affected in some format over the last number of years. So it's great to be back and to be busy as well. But like you said, with the cost of living crisis that's around at the minute, Michael, is there any trend that you seem to be finding with customers, whether it be commercial, which will be on a larger scale, or even for households at the minute that's uh, trying to apply something to save money on their electricity bills? Yeah, I suppose like with with, with domestic with households, they're trying to like so they're going to have electric cars and they're going for PV panels, like trying to, trying to save a few pound on DSP, you know. Cause a lot of new houses now, I suppose, are they're, they're heat recovery heat, heat, heat recovery systems. So it's all it's all on DSP. So and like a PV panels, they can they can save you a few pound. Okay, initial cost is there, but but I suppose in a couple of years time. It'll pay itself back, you know. So like them kind of things, and then like electric cars again, same way. Like if it still if it didn't fall to everyone, like you know. So but the putting car charges, that kind of thing is is getting very popular now. And uh, no, yeah, you know, it's, it's like you save a few pounds on light fittings. And years ago, you'd be probably putting in a lot of lights. Nowadays, they're cutting back the lights, you know. So not as much trying to try and save, but no, we're. We're kept going at the moment with that kind of stuff. And I suppose there's an SEAI uh, grant that's available as well for retrofitting the uh, the end, the panels, um, etc. Yeah. Going into the house, which is something that maybe people could explore. But I suppose just for the the ordinary Joe Soap like myself, who wouldn't be in the the case of being able to get PVC panels or whatever at the minute, just for anyone that do listen, um, I suppose LED bulbs are uh, are probably an essential part now of reducing the cost of the the bills at home and. Even changing something like the old bulbs to the LED can certainly help homeowners. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, like LED, I suppose LED bulbs now are around for a couple of years, but it's probably improving as as year on, as, as time goes on. You know, and they're they are improved a lot now. And like like before, you might have a sixty watt bulb, and now you might have a six watt bulb. You know, so that, them kind of savings are, are 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 big, like you know, and like and for minimum cost, like you know, so like most houses now you'd be thinking. 
the fire retrofit within LED bulbs, wherever they are recess lights are ordinary bulbs, you know. So that's why yeah, that's why teams are going even outside light now is all LED. Basically, you, you probably have more light as well, and for less cost, you know. So, no, oh, this is the way forward. And hopefully, hopefully they can keep improving and, and probably bring the cost down at the moment. So, it's something that's probably a little more expensive at the moment. But hopefully, like with the more, the cost will go down, and that will help help everyone, you know. And that listen, we're busy. It's suiting us like at the moment. Like, you know, people are rich, are retro sitting houses inside, and they're with heat in the same same way. So. No, it's, 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 it's good for us, like, you know, but I know and listen, things are, things are tipping down nicely at the moment, don't I? And you are a good Gaelic man as well, so I suppose for the <laughs> the locals that's around or even other counties around that actually have uh, huge lighting systems going on at the minute, um, there's a lot of clubs now is actually looking into getting LED lights to reduce energy and bring the cost of running a, a set of lights even for nighttime training yeah. or nighttime matches as well, which can be a huge cost on a club, Michael. Yeah, this is it, like, for sure. You know yourself, like, the, the, the season's getting longer. There are 22s are out now, out now in a week or two at time, like, so, like, that, like, they're going to be playing the night time there. And if your pitch is okay, this year, this year, a lot of rain, it's pitches drying up, you want lighting out there, and they could be on for an hour there. So, most most pitches, well, not every pitch now probably has the lighting, but I see yourself in one game at the moment. Last year, we put up a few, a light and a half the pitch, so, please, add now, hopefully this year now again, or next next year, we'll, we'll see a bit more lighting there again, and, and you know, LED fittings, but, but I suppose the trend in February, March, and again, the same way, like people trying to, trying to do drills in the night time off of, off of one walls and stuff like that, so LED lighting comes in into effect there again, but um, no, definitely, definitely the, the pitches are, they're improving every year, as you, you see going around from club to club, the pitches are improving, they're getting LED lighting, and, uh, and the pitches are getting, getting second pitches and stuff like that, but... And, and they're getting then they're getting astro pitches so and, like, and then they walkways around as well like so the, the lighting the lighting is, is important for all that like and for health and safety as well like you know so but and, yeah the, like, the LED lighting is, is a big factor now the way things are going now we might be playing matches on Christmas Day the season is getting so long every year like it's it's getting more crazy so it is but you did mention this is it so we have a tour we're happy we're out looking at the girls playing on the pitch well that's true we're, we're not we're, we're giving out when we don't have matches and when we do we're still giving out so we can't win either way sure we can't come here to me as you say you have lights in Wine Gap and you are a Wine Gap man and not only are you involved in the electrical business but you are also involved in coaching teams as well in Wine Gap and I suppose that's where your passion for the game came and you got involved with ourselves then as well for the, the Come On Kind uh, team of the year that you were sponsoring this year so give us your yeah. background of uh, what girls that you're training this year Mick Well, well yeah no, actually this year actually the, the Chris Miyama I got to the chairperson of the Wine Gap Club so I kind of stood back from like the last six years I was playing uh, under 10s up along under 12s under 14s under 16s then but today, this year I stepped back from the training because I said I'd, I'd do one job and kind of I was with the girls for so long there I was sitting down with O'Shea I was with them there and, and um, Marianne Val, but we kind of, I stepped back for a year from it just to give them a break because they're probably sick of looking at it you know so no so I know I, listen I love I, I, we have a great good club in my gap and uh and and with every club you have you have a chairperson, but it's a team behind you. You know what I mean? There's a committee and stuff. So and we all have the same. We want the same thing. We try to club on. Okay, we all we want to win games as well. But we can try to club on and try and keep all the girls playing from every age up along. You know, and make it interesting and make it enjoyable for them. But uh, you know, the, the, the way of club 
is going is not doing too bad at the moment. We're, 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 we're holding our own, I suppose. You know, I suppose like any clubs in the country, numbers is the biggest thing. You know, so if you can hold on to the gears you have and get a few more every year, like a few extra, it's just great for the club. You know, so during the summer times, you see with the senior girls, like they be away in Dublin or they be in college or they maybe going on holidays, like for training, like. It's nice to have a good bunch of girls there train. When you go out in the field go train, it's nice to, nice to have a, a good few girls there, like not five or six, or nice or 12 or 14 girls there to even have a good train. But, Exactly, but, uh, and no, I suppose the fact sure too, Mick, that you have Denise and Michaela as well as two girls for your younger girls to look up as well. I mean, no two better role models would you find within a club. So it's great for a small parish like yourselves, like to have the two girls being involved in all Ireland finals. Um, and I know we were even down there during your camp that you had this year with the the preview beforehand, and it was great to see all the girls there. But yeah, yeah two two fantastic role models they are like for the the sport oh, and for oh, Wine Gap. Denise and we had a serious, Denise is serious, they're serious girls, like, you know, the, the amount of work they put in, they, they don't stop all year, you know, they play, they're playing football in Camogie, but they still have time to come up to the club, you know, like we had the, we had the, the camp there, and they're up there, and they, and they, give, the, they give the medals, or they give, they give the, 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 the jerseys and stuff, and, and like, anytime you ask them to come and get, present medals, and they're always there to give a hand, you know, so, and they're first there, you know, so, listen, where the, the niece and the master, I believe is probably biased, but I think she's like the best ambassador of Mogi, not in just in Kenya, but in the country, you know. So she's always smiling and she's always, she's 110%, you know. So, no, we're lucky to have them, like, but uh, I know we've done the cool camp there this year. It's kind of cool camp, okay, Mogi and Harlem camp, but like, so something different. And it's not even about raising, we made a few pounds over, but it's about getting, keeping the girls going, the boys going. And 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 as a parish, they didn't get them all together for 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 the year. But um, no, we were, we're, we're, so 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 the good success and hopefully listen going forward. We hope we maybe we do it again next year. You know, and, and like that, we had we had a fair there there this year as well, and we do a breakfast morning, and it was great to get all the parents together before, and they can be talking not even just with the fair, but just get the parents together and. Meeting, meeting, meeting the girls, meeting the boys, and having having the chat about what's coming, what's coming forward. Like, like, like with with Wing Gap, it's kind of between Holland and Camogie the whole year. Like, you be talking about the Holland and Camogie, you know, it keeps people going in between the holidays, you know. So, no, we're. Well, that's good. Well, we certainly wish you the very best of luck in Wine Gap and your time as chairman. I don't know if we are distracted at the time that your arm was twisted so easily, like to take on the job of a chair of a club, because I know how hard that is. Um, but look, we, we certainly wish you all the very best of luck, yeah. and we are absolutely delighted that we can be associated with yourselves for the junior Come On Kind team of the year. That we are going to announce the nominees for shortly, and thrilled that you have come on board. Michael and if anyone out there is looking for a bit of work done um, at a very competitive rate how can they get involved with you? Listen I have, I have an, email, an email there I suppose in there I'm very good right now but um, I, have a, I have a website there as well so they can contact me but um, Well now is the time to plug it so give out yeah. the email and give out the website Yeah well it's on it's email it's got yahoo.com my telephone number is 086 Well, this this goes out to plenty, Mick, so I have no doubt that the phone will be buzzing next week with lads looking to get uh, work done with yourselves, but... 
That's perfect. Thanks for taking the The very best of luck. And as I said, thank you so much for getting involved uh, with myself and Anya with the Come On Kind. And we certainly look forward uh, going into the future. And as we said, we're going to announce that Team of the Year nominees just in a couple of moments' time. Perfect. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks. 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 See you. Good man, Michael. That was, of course, Michael Saunders uh, from Michael Saunders Electrical, the owner of the company there. And we are delighted to be associated with him. And as we did say, we are going to be getting into the Come On Kind nominations, which I can tell you one thing has been stressful on you, Fahi. Stressful they have been. Certainly has. I mean, we 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 thought last year was bad. Mother of God! I mean, this year has been twice as bad. The standard has been so high. Now, just before we give out the nominations, obviously, because myself and Anya has a vested interest as such with relations on the team, we had no input into the makeup or who was going to be nominated or uh, who comes out with the team of the year in this because as to be fair um, to everyone involved and not to be putting pressure on ourselves either and be told that we were after putting in our own and etc in it so thanks be to God we can't be blamed for the intermediate team of the year you can blame us for the senior and junior all you want because yes we did have a hand or part in that but when it comes to the intermediate no we didn't so anyway we are going to start with the Michael Saunders Electrical Come On Kind Junior Team of the Year nominations and we're going to go down through the nominations first of all and then we're going to give the nominations for Player of the Year and tell you how that you can actually get involved with helping to pick the Player of the Year. So, Anya, let's start off and give us the nominations for goalkeeping position. So, the nominations for the Michael Saunders Junior um goalkeeper positions are Dominique Delaney from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Clodagh O'Neill from Carrick Shock and Catherine Sheehy from Greg Namana Yeah, three excellent goalkeepers there and one of those is going to be named the goalkeeper in our Come On Kind team of the year which is going to happen very shortly probably within the next two weeks I would imagine mm-hmm. um, to be known on that one so we are then going to announce the backs and our first back is going to be Sabrina Welch from Carrick Shock Tara Coyne from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Ella Delaney from Greg Namana Linda Murphy from Greg Namana Chloe Power Pilltown Mary Beth Kirby from Pilltown Ashling Prendergast, Greg Namana, Meg Ryan, John Locke's Bennett's Bridge, Emily Carroll in Carrick Shock. Uh, I'm just looking at something here now at the minute. Emer Mahan from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge, Orla Grace from Carrick Shock, Una Donnelly from Thomastown. Laura Phelan from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge. No. Oh, sorry, I've gone too far now. Una Donnelly is the last one for Thomastown. So, yeah, that is our backs. I didn't skip anyone, did I? Because yeah. I had someone written down here that I was after scribbling out because I'd done it by mistake and we have that one in. So we're all good and correct on the nominations there? Absolutely A-OK on that, Mark. Perfect. Right, you take us through the midfielders. So the midfield nominations are, we have four nominations in this category. So we have Laura Phelan from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge. We have Ashling O'Farrell from Carrick Shock. We have Rachel O'Shea from Pilltown. And we have Darcy Bulger from Greg Namana. 
this is going to get so tough like trying to pick these yeah. teams it's unbelievable standard is so high right in the forward positions then the first nominee is Anya Rowan from County Champions Carrick Shock then we have Ava Carroll from Carrick Shock Margaret Irish from Carrick Shock Vivian Holmes John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Kate Ling from Tullahore Ross Birkin Marlise Flynn from Pilltown Edel Long from Pilltown Denise Byrne from Gregnamana Laura Dooley from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Aoife O'Shea from Carrick Shock Quiva Sheil from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Katie Buchel from Tullahore Emily McCarthy from Pilltown and Kira Mullally from Tullahor. That completes all of the nominations for the Michael Saunders Electrical Junior Come On Kind Team of the Year. Yeah, and it was tough and we appreciate all the guys that were out there giving us the names of these players and the positions that they were playing in as well because obviously like you know we don't get to go to every single match so we do appreciate everybody coming back with their their nominations and letting us know the, the where these girls play so it's great and you know it was hard enough to get it down to these nominations but uh, we managed eventually to Oh it was unbelievable it, like, yeah. we had 60 something nominations in for the junior this year it was crazy to try yeah. and whittle it all down I can tell you one thing some may not be happy some might be surprised that they're there but anyway that is what we have whittled it down to now the player of the year uh, we have three nominations for it so the first player of the year is Anya Rowan from Carrick Shock the second one is Vivian Holmes from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and the third player is Orla Grace from Carrick Shock now, I suppose this is a bit like the X Factor where you, the listener, can get involved in this. There's two parts to the player player of the year. One part will be to go on to the scoreline.ie website where you will have a chance to vote for your player of the year, whether it's Anya, Vivian or Orla. There will be a set time frame put on that shortly. And that vote will then go towards whoever comes out of it, along with all the votes of the casting executive committee that puts all of the team together. So your vote is going to be one of many votes when it comes to the player of the year, but you have your say. So the more votes you get in for a player, the better chance that they have of coming out as the top vote in the junior for player of the year. And three very deserving nominations there, Anya. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, listen, when you look at it, all three players are definitely deserving of a Player of the Year nomination. Um, when you look at it, Anya Rowan was absolutely exceptional for a Carrick Shock all year. Orla Grace was phenomenal as well. And Vivian Holmes, she really was, you know, she really was the backbone. She was the leader on that John Locke's Bennis Bridge team. So, you know, certainly all three girls are well deserved of their nomination for Player of the Year. Yeah, and we will get all those nominations put up on the scoreline.ie website as well of who has been nominated for the junior team of the year now the intermediate and this is Killery Lighting Services intermediate team of the year and our nominees for goalkeeper we have three in total Emma Kavanagh from the Roar Innistique Tina Murphy from St. Clair's and Sinead Farrell from St. Lacton's are our three goalie nominations Anya you'll take us through the backs so our Back nominations are Neve Lahey for em- Emerald St. Anne's, 
Emma Gaffney from James Stevens, Aideen Foskin from Roernesteeg, Hannah Larkin, James Stevens, Caroline Booth, Danes Fort, Anya Galvin, Roernesteeg, Hannah Scott, James Stevens, Claire Phelan, Liz Downey, Sarah Crowley, Mooncoin, Leanne Fennelly, Mulnavash, Ella Dollard, Glenn Moore, and Aina Coughlin, Mulnavash. Yep, Aina uh, in the last one there for Mulnavash. So, uh, again we couldn't decide on we were going to have 12 but I think we have 13 in some of them mm-hmm. because there was just so many good nominations we couldn't actually whittle it down we could have had several I mean we had over 70 nominations in total for the intermediate grades this year which was phenomenal our midfield nominations which was many a uh, discussion I can tell you to whittle this one down to four but the four that has been chosen is Emma Minogue from James Stevens, Laura Murphy O'Loughlin's Michelle Teen from James Stevens, and Neve Sweeney from Emerald St Anne's and any one of those four players could be named on the team of the year they're that good Anya the forwards forwards then we have um, Emily Hughes Danes Fort Laura Green O'Loughlin Gales Olivia Mahney Danes Fort Neve Dealey James Stevens Roisin Crowley Mooncoin Deirdre Walsh Mooncoin Kelly Hamilton Roernesteeg Crea Langton, Roernesteeg, Lydia Fitzpatrick, St. Lactons, Neve Brennan, James Stevens, Sophie O'Dwyer, James Stevens, Shell Quilty, Mulnavat, and Quiva Kerr Murta, Roernesteeg. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. I think. Did you call out uh, one more on that one? No, have it done. Yeah. No, that was okay because I didn't hear yeah. properly yeah. the <laughs> headphones wasn't working. No, that's okay. Just want to be sure that we have everyone. Um, so that is. The nominations for the intermediate mm-hmm. team of the year, and you are going to take us as well through who has been nominated for player of the year. So our nominations for the player of the year are Emma Minogue, James Stevens, Kelly Hamilton, Rowan Steig, and Neve Dealey from James Stevens. Yeah, again, and like the junior, is all you have to do is go on to scoreline.ie where there will be a poll up for the intermediate player of the year where you can go and vote. And as we said, whoever tops the vote on the online uh, voting will take one vote going into that deciding uh, vote when it does happen to see who's going to be nominated as the intermediate player of the year so lots of experience there lots of new players um, that we haven't heard uh, before either which is great at least us, well, not us, me and you, we, we can't even sit on this when they're announcing the team of the year on this one. So I know who I would be picking in some of those positions, as you would, but we can't have any input at all, which is a pity. But anyway, we're going to move on to the senior team of the year, which is sponsored by the Roach Sports Injury Clinic. I think I got the name right on that one anyway. And... The goalkeepers, Anya, fire away. Our three nominations. Three nominations for the senior Come On Kind team of the year are Kirsty Marr from Dixborough, Brona Nari from St. Bridget's Ballycallan, and Kate MacDonald from Thomastown. Wow. Mm. There's three experience. I mean, apart from Kate, I mean, we, we've never really thought of Kate being a goalkeeper, yeah. but my God, has she grown into that position big time. Three very experienced players, though, yeah. on that. Absolutely brilliant. Like, you know, certainly three players that are definitely warranted a nomination there and, you know, standout performers this year in, in between the sticks. You know, it's been, it, it was, it's been tough. Like, and you know what? It was really good to see nominations coming in for goalies. Wasn't as well, it? Because 
it is like generally speaking they don't probably get enough credit at that they're due but this year we definitely got an awful lot of nominations It's a horrible for position goalies. you're yeah. on your own you're isolated if anything goes wrong the goalkeeper is always blamed albeit mm-hmm. you have 14 players out in front of you but it's always the poor goalkeeper gets the blame if something happens or if a goal goes in which is not really fair as you say but yes they are our three goalie nominations and we are going then into our backs which when you hear the nominations for this I mean it's an all-star team in itself trying to pick six from this is going to be near impossible anyway our first back nomination is Aideen O'Connor from Barrow Rangers then we have Jane Cass from Dixborough Katie Byrne from Dixborough Sally Teen from Thomastown Lisa Donnelly from Thomastown Grace Keown from Tullerone, Natanya Jackson from Winegap, Ashling Dunphy from St. Bridget's, Miriam Bambrick, Barrow Rangers, Joanne Fitzpatrick, Thomastown, Kira Phelan from Dixborough, Lorraine Long from Pilltown, and Leisha Nolan from Clara. Right, you take us through the midfielders. Our midfield nominations are Emer Long from Pilltown, Aoife Prendergast from Dixborough, Jenny Reddy from Thomastown and Sarah Walsh from Thomastown. Another four fantastic players there. As last, we move into the forward line and the nominations for the forwards start with Mary O'Connell from Clara, Roisin Breen from Barrow Rangers, Eva Hines from Thomastown, Emer Farrell from Thomastown, Amy Clifford from Dixborough, Siobhan Curtis from Clara, Julie Lennon from Young Ireland's, Jenny Clifford from Dixborough, Therese Donnelly from Thomastown, Anna Farrell from Thomastown, Orla Hendrick from Dixborough, Sophie Holden from Pilltown, and Kira Ryan from Clara, which completes all of our nominations for the Roach Sports Injury Clinic Come On Kind Senior Team of the Year. And the only thing we have left to do is announce our nominations for Senior Player of the Year, and that honour bestows with you. So our nominations for our Senior Player of the Year are Joanne Fitzpatrick from Thomastown, Sarah Walsh from Thomastown and Anna Farrell from Thomastown. Clean sweep for Thomastown. Well, Hmm. after the performance in the county final, I don't think anyone would really complain or disagree with any of those nominations. But yes, that is after long debate and that's why it's taken so long since the county final they are the three nominations for senior intermediate and junior come on kind team of the year which will be announced at a special event that we are still working on at the minute and we will announce the winners and they will receive a very specially commissioned All-Star 2022 Come On Kind jersey as did last year's winners as well and we have some very nice trophies as well for the Player of the Year. And don't forget, you have your say. So if you want to nominate any of our nine nominees in their three categories for Player of the Year, remember, don't do it tomorrow because it'll take a couple of days, but within the end of the week you will be able to go on to scoreline.ie and vote for your player of the year in all three grades at senior, intermediate and junior and you can help have a say of who's going to be crowned player of the year at that grade for 2022. Oh God, what have we in store for ourselves at all at all? 
Yeah, like there's definitely, <clears throat> like even looking at it there now, like and I know we've been trying the last couple of weeks to, you know, I suppose first and foremost, it was trying to whittle it down to get the nominations um, get the nominations in for uh, from all the teams and from all the matches and then trying to get it down to 12 players like it was like it was really really hard and there's certainly some some players that are probably there, there's names missing that yeah. would probably be thinking there's, how the hell are they not there but yeah. the competition was so fierce um, it was crazy like it really was when you really look at was. some players like they were getting four or five votes like coming in like and you know that's what we went by you know we you know this isn't solely like you know something that we're doing like we're going by what people outside what people were looking at the matches people who were going to the matches so this is feedback from people in or around the county like so you know I th- and I think in a way that's really good and I think it's also really good that we're putting it out to the public to vote for the player of the year that it's not just being done in a room with uh, two or three people that it is actually well, being put out there we done everyone. it last year and yeah. it had a big impact when it came to the final decision because mm. if there was only a couple of votes in it the public vote could actually sway it and if there was a tie for the vote it will actually go then to the public vote yeah. as well of how many or who they thought should be it so yeah I mean it's very important that you do when it is announced that you can vote mm-hmm. is to get on and do that and vote however many times you like or as possible to do it I should mention that the trophies this year for our top scores which we were running all through the championship yeah. as well as the players uh, of the year have been sponsored so kindly by Elaine Houlihan and Elaine is from El- Houlihan's physio what a good woman I mean well apart from she is a Limerick woman she gives a stick from coming up and telling us that they're after winning in All-Ireland etc etc but sure, look we won't hold that against her and the boys might get payback on her next year anyway but um, yeah we thank Elaine for that and all of our sponsors to David Roach from the Roach Injury Sports Clinic to Killery Lighting Services with uh, yourself uh, Damien and Damien Lennon, yep. Yep, the gang out there and to Michael Saunders from Saunders Electrical of course and to Ken and all the team here in KCLR John Purcell and Pat Gardner as well for facilitating this mm-hmm. brilliant podcast and I suppose allowing us to run amok and do nearly what we like in studio here to get this done Talk shite <laughs> every Monday or Tuesday night <laughs> It's great fun Ah, It is great fun to be fair and our main aim when we started this was to give publicity especially yeah. to the club players yeah. um, who I mean have been training all year they probably start back in February or March and get very very little recognition um, for what goes on and they are the real unsung heroes so for our main mission to give the mission I should say to give them more coverage we hope that that's certainly going to be the case and mm-hmm. there's huge plans afoot for next year to put even more coverage out there for our club players as well so we are certainly going to be looking forward to all of that yeah it's really good like, and I think it's certainly and to be honest with you like you know we have got some really really good feedback we have got some really really good feedback from it and I think like everybody you know has commended it and it would like we're not blowing our own trumps here but like you know we, it it is getting it is getting the club games talked about it is getting the club player talked about as well so that's really really good to see and it's you know it's great and I especially think like when you look at all these nominations there's so many new names that are kind of come to throw and like and I'll be honest there'd be, there would have been a couple of girls 
that I wouldn't have heard of or wouldn't have known anything about, you know, this year. And, you know, to see their names coming up and to, you know, to, to listen to some of the feedback that's coming back from some of these players and, you know, what they're giving. Like some of the referees like that I've been speaking to after some of these matches. And I remember I met one referee after a match inside, you no know, Gales and like he was so into it and he just like was going through like he was watching this particular pair and you know it was just really really good to hear like and she's not she mightn't have been a household name but these girls are certainly going to become household names and I think this is a really really good I think it's just a really nice thing to do and I'd have loved it if it was you know done you know 10-15 years ago I think it would have been excellent I think it would have really promoted Camogie mm-hmm. even more like and you know it, it's really really good to see Talk about promotion and we nearly forgot it because I meant to do this actually before we done the uh, team of the year but we have a lot of girls involved in colleges and we know that GCU won the Ashburn this year but already they are back and they are at the league stages and hopefully we'll be able to speak with Jack uh, the chairperson of CCAO later on when it comes on because they did launch their championship fixtures last week but the league semi-finals are going to take place and they they are between DCU, which you would expect near enough because they have been there, thereabouts. They are the reigning Ashburn champions. Again, Paula Dowling's former Alba Martyr UCC. Wow, what a titanic battle that's going to be in that semi-final. And then, of course, we have University of Limerick against TU Dublin which I'm assuming is the new... Technically University in Dublin. Didn't they win the Father Mar last year? Yes. Yep. I was just going to say that, mm. yeah. Um, because with all the SETUs and the TUs and etc., it's nearly getting a bit confusing now at this stage. But anyway, two great semi-finals to look forward to. Yeah, two really, really good semi-finals. It's going to be great. I suppose when you're kind of looking at it, you would be looking at uh, DCU to probably be favourites in it realistically after winning the um, Ashburn final last year in you know the fashion that they won it in. And staying that, coming up against UCC they always bring a really really strong team they do so you know it's going to be interesting to see be interesting to see what way DCU are going to be this year as well because you know there will probably be a little bit of pressure on their heads they would have lost an awful lot of players too but I do think the dark horses in the in in the competition are going to be UL this year like and you know just listening to you know Sinead is down in UL and just kind of listening to her like talking about some really fantastic players that are coming into the fray there you know I think that's a little bit of really transition though because Sully had been there for many years year coaching mm. them um, and from what we know that he did say last year he was after taking a step back so he's not actually the coach down in UL this year No, Dini Ferncombe is Yeah, so I mean mm. a new coach coming in can give a team a lot of impotence going forward and as I say they could be a real dark horse Yeah, like, and I think it kind of gives the team maybe a new lease of life and especially at college level because it's quite different when it comes to inter-county level or club level because you're always going to have the same players that are kind of in and around the place whereas with at college level you're kind of very much limited to a three, four year period or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be and I think like for a new manager coming into a college setup, they don't generally know every player they might know one or two of the, maybe the big names or the big household names that might be in the college but other than that they're not really going to know a whole lot of players and the college year is such a tight year as well. It's like it's very, very small, and you kind of have to hit the ground running straight away. But then you've she got really to think about from what September to February. February, like it is a short year, and like you're thinking about, you're going to have to get trials in. You've got a whole new brand of new first years that are coming into the fray there. So you're going to have to see like which one of them are going to be able to step up to your Ashburn team, or are they going to be on your intermediate squad, or whatever the case may be. Like you've got your freshers tournament turn into that, so you have like three or four games in the league. That's where you're probably going to get to see a lot of these players, and then like once you kind of get after the league here and you kind of hit the end you kind of hit the we'll say the latter stages of November it's full steam ahead for Ashburn 
and that is it like that is literally what is in in the back of everyone's mind like and you're keep, kept going like, and I think it's in around Valentine's weekend or the first second weekend of February usually that the Ashburn is that the Ashburn is held. It's usually around the second week and that yeah. into it yeah and we must find out because um, I just have to talk with uh, Jack to see if we can get him on um, and discuss the, the championship and even the finals coming up around it as well so we will see if we can get that done but yeah two mouth-watering semi-finals mm-hmm. in the league there also in Division 2 there is some very nice uh games to be played there as well and I suppose our neighbours with the South East Technical University in Carlo um, are going to be taking on MTU which I think is the Munster Technical University in Cork mm-hmm. uh, and if I'm not mistaken that's the former CIT um, that's down there so that is our neighbours in Carlo taking on Cork and then we have University of Limerick 2 taking on TUS Midlands I don't know who they were before uh, that was moved into it. We're actually going to have to find that out because um, I know it's the Technological University. No, no. no. Something in the Midlands. But anyway, we will find out off Jack uh, who that's going to be. But um, yeah, nice to see Carlo involved in the um, in the semi-finals in the Division 2. Yeah, absolutely. Really good to see him. Carlo Vaughan's had a really proud history when it comes to the colleges. Camogie down there as well. So, like, they'll be very happy that they're competing in the semi final. And you know what? Like, they're obviously going to be coming up against a tough task against any Cork team. Like, Cork are always strong when it comes to college levels. But you know Does what? Does your man have any part still in the, involved in the training up there? Who? Robbie. I know he does the hurlers, but does he do the no, camogie? He's doing the hurlers, yeah. Does the hurlers. You know, I knew I knew he'd done the hurlers, yeah, but I didn't know whether he had an input into the hor- or the camogie no, or not up there. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think he's gone for that. He's poor little Robbie, the baby, has grown up. He's flown the nest. He's gone away from college. He's out into the big bad world now. <laughs> He'll kill me for saying that. But yeah, he was. He was involved with camogie. And he was. He. I think. He's but you know something? That, that's another well. part of it. I mean, you think when you're going into a course that you're doing four years for um, an honours bachelor in some mm. courses, and you can extend it. Then I think is it by two years? for a master's or something if you're doing year and it and a half yeah 18 months or something like but that but that flies like you take it that's potentially five to six years that you think oh Jesus like how am I going to get through this mm. and when it's all over you're saying where the hell did that time go yeah it's crazy like when you think about like I look back to my college days and I'm wondering like where did they go at all like because it's just it's over in a flash like and you know, you have so many memories, so many great memories. And I know we spoke about this last year and definitely Ashburn was, you know, one of the greatest of memories I've ever had of in my camogie playing days. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved, loved every minute of college. Camogie is just really special. It's brilliant. I love it every year. I love going to watch the finals. They're just, they're absolutely brilliant. And you know what? You find some really, really good really good players that might necessarily be on like a top tier inter-county yeah. squad and you find a real gem inside in the colleges inside in the colleges Yeah squad. I've, I've been involved in them for a long time mm. whether even working below on WIT at the time as well but the TUS Midlands is at loan that's okay. who they are so we can know now that the Dublin City uni- oh no this is actually sorry I moved on so it's actually University of Limerick 2 versus TUS Midlands which is um, at loan so yeah, uh, that is the father, Mar, that's the group. I don't have any semi-finals. Actually, we do, actually. That is um, University of Limerick 3 is taking on SETU Waterford second team. 
and TU Dublin 2 is taking on University of Galway 2 in the O'Mailgon group um, which is one of them there is also lots of other divisions but the Ashburn uh, groups because they're just after landing here in front of me so in group 1 for the Ashburn Cup it's going to be Dublin City University Docus Aaron NUI Maynooth University of Limerick and TU Dublin. So they are all in Group 1. In Group 2, we have UCD in Dublin, obviously, SETU in Waterford, UCC in Cork and Mary Immaculate uh, complete that one. In the Purcell group, then in Group 1, we have DCU, Docus Aaron second team, NUI Galway, University of Limerick 2 and MTU in Cork. And in Group 2, we have SETU Carlo, Trinity College in Dublin, TUS Midlands is at Lowen and University College Cork in 2. So all of them are groups for the CCAO but an important one is also league relegation finals and in Division 1 strange enough to see that University of Galway is actually in the relegation of the Division 1 league final and they are going to be taking on Maynooth University mm. yeah it's you know it's strange it's, one it, it is a strange one and like both Maynooth both Maynooth and University of Galway would have two really strong squads as well there so you know interesting to see how that pans out there for them as well you know it's going to be it's going to be a difficult game for both teams and that too well, it certainly is. Some of them, and I can actually, uh, the Carlo game, because um, the fixture has just landed here in front of me as well, uh, in their semi-final is going to be played in the SETU Carlo's main campus pitch on Tuesday, the 8th of November, which is... Tonight. It's actually on tonight at 7.30. So, um, yeah, that one is actually going ahead. So... We'll have to wait and see next week to get uh, a result from them and we'll get in contact with Jack and see if we can get him on. Also, we were in contact with Jerry Drennan for the Leinster post-primary schools um, as well because they are in full swing and we're just waiting on uh, results and fixtures coming up to see how things are going there. Um, and Jerry is going to keep us informed with all of the goings-on in the post-primaries. But, Anya, lots to discuss, lot to get through, an awful lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. As we said, the under-22s is still still continuing in Kilkenny we still have the Leinster Championship to look forward to there's a couple more minor finals um, to get played as well obviously convention is now coming up on the 22nd of uh, this month uh, as well for the Kilkenny County Board and there's going to be changes I believe coming afoot in that as well um, so yeah there's lots happening coming on yeah lot. I suppose when you kind of think of it once people kind of think that the county finals are over that there's kind of a bit of a lull but I feel like this time of year is when everything gets crazy there's no <laughs> such it? thing as a lull no, you never get not. the only lull we have at the minute is probably Christmas Day and Stevens' <laughs> Day and even the way things are going at the minute that lull is going to be gone I'd say in a couple of years time with all the matches that's going to be played. Then should we have the All Stars then coming up? In a oh few God, weeks the All Stars, well. yeah, yeah. The twenty sixth is it? Twenty sixth. It's November. actually the same weekend as the Leinster Finals. Okay, it'll be all fun and games. <laughs> Right. we're certainly going to look forward to it anyway because we will be uh, dining away with it um, and heading off in our fineries with it but yeah right so I think that is enough done for tonight we have got through an awful lot uh, of 
camogie stuff we've enjoyed it we've had Michael Saunders thank him for coming on again and again thank you to all our sponsors um, involved in the Come On Kind team of the year we are now going to go off and have a two hour row to see how we can start off on some of these uh, on a nice Zoom call with the rest of the committee as well um, to get this put into bed with the next couple of weeks hopefully we'll be able to announce who our team of the years are going to be don't forget as always that you can find the podcast and all of our previous episodes on anywhere you normally get your podcast they are also available on the KCLR 96FM app and they are available on scoreline.ie as well and this weekend we wish Thomastown the very best of luck in their semi-final against St Vincent's and we also wish Danes Fort and Blacks and Whites the very best of luck in their club championship going ahead at the weekend that is of course GAA and then to Ballyhale Shamrocks who is going to be playing in Nolan Park against Castletown Gagan on Sunday as well so we wish them the very best of luck as they continue their journey or start their journey I should say in the Leinster Club Championship as well but from the studios here in KCLR it is a very cold evening here tonight things are about to get a lot hotter and until next week we will see you then Goodbye. She's writing it. She's taking it. Goal for Tipperary. It's in the net. They're matching their physicality wise. And, you know, they're going to every ball there. Now, standing game, two points from play so far. Fifth place. Not good day at the office there. You know, she pops up with a point, a very much needed point, which is getting really easy. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahim. Oh,